0: We can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro! This is Sunny Side of Sports, right here on the Voice of America.
1: Voice of America,
0: sporty greetings, Voice of America listeners. This is VOA Sunny Young in Washington. Welcome to the January 11th edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. Coming up on Thursday show. The 34th edition of the Africa Cup of Nations Football Tournament, or AFCON, officially kicks off on Saturday in Abidjan, Ivory Coast. I'll chat with my VOA colleagues, Mukbil Yaboro and Mike Hove, about some of the developments surrounding African football's premier event. Also, we'll hear from Akande Isiaka, a spokesman for the Nigeria Football Supporters Club in Ivory Coast. Joining us now from Abidjan is my VOA colleague, Mukbill Yaborow. Sporty Afcon greetings, Mukbill. Yeah, sporty Afcon greetings, sonny.
2: Mukbill, how was your trip to abijan <laughs> Absolutely. It's it's nice. It was nice, uh, just a bit lengthier than my usual uh trip. Uh you know, I usually like to take those shorter, more nonstop trips, but hey. It, it, it was lengthy, but nonetheless, uh, you know, it's all good right now.
0: I know you've been in the Ivorian uh, know, commercial capital just a few hours, Muckbill. Uh, what's the atmosphere like ahead of this 34th edition of the Africa Cup of Nations?
2: Let's just say AFCON, 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 everything, and everyone is sporting their jerseys, their teams. Uh, the entire city has really turned up, making sure that you have paintings and murals of uh, all the team names all across the city. Uh, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, I will say this, though. Traffic, traffic is wild. Uh, we were stuck in traffic today for... An hour and a half, two hours in a distance that should have taken us no longer than 20 to 25 minutes. So traffic is going to be huge for us, uh, back, going back and forth between the, the games and, and, and different parts of the city, for sure. Uh, yeah, Muckbill, the cool, opening I'm, match I'm, on
0: I'm, Saturday I'm, features I'm, the I'm, home I'm, team, I'm, the Elephants, against uh, Guinea-Bissau. Uh, I'm guessing maybe you've seen some posters of uh, Ivorian legend Didier Drogba ahead of that big match.
2: I would say uh, drug, but definitely heavy out here. But at the moment, there are billboards plastered all over the city of no, oh Sebastian God, hold on, hold on. Holler. Their striker at the moment, uh, he is, you know, all over um, the, the the city. When, when, yeah, when you when you look around the city, you you see him. He's all over uh, in on posters, ads, similarly to what uh, Mo Salah would be like uh, in, in Egypt.
0: Mukbil, what is the security presence like in Abidjan?
2: It seems to me like, you know, uh, everything is under control, but uh, it's, it's, we will be able to see a little bit more uh, as it gets closer to once the tournament kicks off, because this is still pre. Uh, so at the moment, everything looks like it's subtle, uh, but we will see once the game and the ceremonies kick off on Saturday.
0: I'm um, Sonny Young. You're listening to the sunny side of sports on the Voice of America. I'm talking with Muckbill Yabbaro in Abidjan for the 34th Africa Cup of Nations Tournament. Mukbill, after landing in Ivory Coast, uh, what's the mood on the street in terms of the favorites for the trophy?
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Ivory Coast, uh, the folks here are out making sure that they're letting people know, hey, we are not playing games. Uh you know, and, and it's 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 a big, big uh you know, uh I- Ivorian uh elephant stampede, shall I say? Uh yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's all over, man. It's all over. So uh definitely expect them to, to do well, uh simply just from the perspective of their fan base being out here. Uh
0: what about other fans, Muck Bill? Are you seeing fans from uh neighboring countries like uh Nigeria or Guinea?
2: Uh, I would say um, I, I've seen some. I, I've seen some Nigerians. Uh, I've seen mainly more uh, Senegalese fans. Actually, uh, we were in line uh, in customs with some uh, Senegalese fans. You know, out had their colors in their hats and everything, uh, even while flying in. So, yeah, a, a, couple, a couple here and there, but nothing too too loud yet. It is uh, dominating uh, Ivory Coast colors for the most part.
0: <laughs> what about uh, other cultural events outside of football Muck Bill, uh surrounding this uh big football tournament are are, are you are, what what's going on there
2: Um I believe there will be a couple uh we possibly will be at some later on tonight uh, uh whether it's cultural uh, dances or some music uh some festivals that they have uh happening later on today but uh nothing uh is you know really situated and and But we'll we'll find out later on today as uh, we flew in late last night. So we didn't get, you know, to be able to explore and kind of get some of that uh, insight. But uh, we will be finding that out later on today and moving towards the weekend for sure. Once the the ceremony kicks off um, on Saturday, I'm pretty sure everything will be up from there.
0: Mukbil, the opening match will be played at the Alassane Watara Stadium there in Abidjan, named after the Ivorian president. Do you expect a capacity crowd on Saturday?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I definitely think, you know, especially because it is that first opening ceremony game, it should be really, really crazy you know uh, i'm expecting it to be as big and bold as it is and the ceremony will re- really be uh, introduction a very very big introduction to the uh beginning of afcon
0: finally muck bill uh some closing thoughts on your end uh what do you expect in terms of the uh football quality at this african football showpiece
2: i i think the quality of african football in general has already just been really up um as we mentioned prior to me leaving um you know Teams like the Morocco of the world, the Egypt's and Senegal's are already at such a high level that we expect that to move across the, the entire continent. Um, so I'm excited about the football, but more than anything else, I'm excited uh, to not have to wear a jacket. It's it's warm out here uh, to say the least <laughs> bit. Uh, I'm wearing a T-shirt at the moment. Actually, I'm hotter than I expect to be, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm happy about that for sure.
0: <laughs> VOA's Mukbill Yaburo speaking with us from Abidjan, Ivory Coast. Enjoy the
2: Nations Cup, Mukbill. Absolutely. Thank you, Sonny. Hey, folks, I'm Mukbill Yaburo, and I have some electrifying news for you. AFCON 2023 is here, and I'll be at Ivory Coast covering all things AFCON for VOA Africa. We'll have exciting coverage on radio, TV, and all of our digital platforms. Make sure you check out voaafrica.com for AfCOT updates. Stay locked right here on VOA Africa.
0: and stay locked right here on the sunny side of sports joining us once again here in studio 22 at our voice of america headquarters is my voa colleague mike Hove. sporty afcon
3: greetings mike sporty afcon greetings sunny that time is shortly arriving sunny, <laughs> that time is coming it's coming fast mike uh Kind
0: of a scary AFCON story out of Gambia. Mm-hmm. Tell our Voice of America listeners about that.
3: Yeah, the Gambian team, the Scorpions, uh, today reported a couple of a scary incident that happened today. Uh, Air uh was flying them uh, from the capital of Gambia through into Ivory Coast. And uh, they had a really, really scary incident uh, that led to the team having to return back nine minutes into their flight. Mm. Uh, the airplane mm. was out of oxygen. and. Wow. Uh, A couple of players were collapsing and fainting um, and they had to return back. Uh, But gracefully, uh, no one has has reportedly been injured yet. Um, The team, some of the players uh, reportedly were actually training to kind of relieve their strength. Uh, But we have a couple of statements that came out from some of the players. Uh, One of them is uh, Saidi Yanko. Uh, He was a former Manchester United and Celtics right back. He's now playing for young boys. Uh, Yanko put out a video, Sonny, on Instagram that actually detailed the ordeal. And you could see the the player sweating and yes. some them out of oxygen. They look, they look really, just, just stunned. They look like they just played an entire 90 minutes plus extra mm. time. Mm. That's how much it was. But anyway, to read uh, Yanko's statement that he put out on Instagram, he says, unacceptable. After traveling 32 hours in total from Saudi Arabia where they were training uh, to the Gambia which had low layovers in Istanbul and uh, Casablanca. We were supposed to fly to Gambia from Ivory Coast for the AFCON today. As soon as we entered the small plane that was hired to fly us, we noticed the immense heat that left us dripping in sweat. Mm. It was assured to us by the crew that the air conditioning would start once we are in the sky. The inhumane heat mixed with occurring lack of oxygen left many people with strong head And extreme dizziness. Furthermore, people started falling deeply asleep minutes after entering the aircraft or takeoff. Whilst in the air, the situation got worse, leaving the pilot with no other option than initiating an emergency landing back in Banjul Airport nine minutes after takeoff, which happened successfully. If it wasn't for this, the consequences could have been a lot worse. Knowing what could have happened if we could have been exposed to the situation any longer, running out of oxygen, we're grateful that everyone is feeling well. But this situation that has been addressed in going into Afcon, this is unacceptable, and such has to cease with immediate effect. So that was a statement by Sadie Yango, the right back for the Gambian Scorpions. Like I said, he plays for uh, in, in in Switzerland um, for the young boys.
0: Mike, uh, after watching that video, uh, unacceptable indeed. Of course, definitely, uh, definitely. Uh, psychologically uh what does this do to the scorpions ahead of their opening match
3: um that's going to be interesting to see i mean you know from a from a, from a st- from this standpoint it, i can't see how much preparation they would have um mm. because they're either going to be having to go back which i don't know if any of them would be ready to get back onto a flight so soon after such an ordeal. so i mean we're probably looking at them uh, arriving in ivory coast either later tonight or uh, early tomorrow their first game is uh, going to be in a couple of days um uh, it's just going to be really interesting to see how the team processes this but I can only see how that would psychologically hit them I, if they lost their first game I wouldn't be surprised
0: Mike I read quotes also from uh Gambia's head coach the Belgian Tom Sanfiet, and he pretty much backed up uh the statement you read that mm-hmm. uh unacceptable incident and uh i i know you know they'll be flying in a different aircraft oh definitely when, uh, definitely the definitely,
3: definitely they just all looked uh like the ordeal really shook them that video uh people should go to say the uh uh instagram page you could see how some of them were just really shaken they were sweating they were dripping it was just in uh, it was something unacceptable to see
0: and mike does this speak uh again maybe uh in terms of maybe you should get there a little earlier these teams it
3: heads back to that preparation that we were talking about if the Gambia for whatever reason that they decided to depart late but if they had been able to pull like for example what Morocco did and tried to arrive the ordeal would have happened weeks ago uh the team would be in Ivory Coast by now the team would have had time to prepare more together the team would have had more time to adapt to Ivorian uh weather conditions right. et cetera et cetera et cetera um so once again, it dates back to why it's so important to, if you have a, especially a big tournament like AFCON, World Cup, all these big tournaments, try get to the city way earlier than expected because it allows you uh, that time to adopt to the environment that you're in.
0: I'm Sonny Young, and you're listening to the Sunny Side of Sports on The Voice of America. I'm talking with my VOA colleague, Mike Hove about the upcoming Africa Cup of Nations tournament. The opening match is on Saturday. Also flying to Ivory Coast, Mike, mm-hmm. is what I believe is the first official U.S. delegation to AFCON. Uh, interesting story uh, in terms of uh, the athletes and delegation itself. Uh, mm-hmm. T- talk, talk to us about that.
3: Yeah, so just to list uh, some of the delegates that are actually going, uh, we have Chinenye Ogumike. Uh, she's a two-time WNBA All-Star and ESPN host. Uh, we have Lisa Leslie, four-time Olympic gold medalist and basketball Hall of Famer. Crystal Dunn, U.S. Women's National Soccer Team star. Uh, Daniel Gimesh, uh, Principal Deputy Coordinator of GEC. And Denise Laurent. Uh, mainty which is the executive director of PACADE. Um, this really, Sunny, is a really interesting development because for me, it's showing that once again, it dates back to the eyes that are on this Afcon, the investment that's going into yes. this Afcon, and the growth of the sport, not just in Africa but across the globe. Uh, what's really interesting is to see how now there's a link between, for example, US and uh and and, and Africa. How this also kind of leads into the the the, the World Cup that america is going to be hosting it's showing how the sport itself is growing in africa it's showing how the sport is growing in america and it's really going to be interesting to see what developments come out of this i personally am excited because it's showing that once again more eyes are, are on africa it shows that more eyes are paying attention to african talent i'm excited to see if this will lead for more african players playing in the mls for example all Great of this point. is Great definitely point. linked to these incidents.
0: And Mike, uh I can't agree more. I got to believe uh at least some of these uh US delegates will be mentioning the 2026 FIFA World Cup definitely. uh be, to be played here in the USA as well as Canada and Mexico. Definitely. And, and yeah, maybe we can see more African players uh, in MLS.
3: That has to be an exciting point, Sonny. I mean, the MLS is a growing league. Africa needs more investment. I think creating that link between those two leagues will lead, easily lead to the growth of the sport on, on the continent. It goes back to what we've been talking about the whole week, the amount of investment that they're pouring into this AFCON, uh, the, the prize money, the, the sponsorships, the, the, the deals to uh, have broadcasting rights, all of this is lead, is showing how African sport is growing. Uh, of course, we've got the billionaire who's now the head of CAF, Patrice Motsepe. All these developments, really, are Sunny, are extremely exciting. If you're an African football fan, you definitely have to be excited about this because this is definitely revolutionary for the sport in Africa.
0: Mike, the uh, U.S. State Department uh, here in Washington uh, did issue a statement about the uh, American delegation that is traveling to Ivory Coast. I'll just read a portion of it. The delegation harnessing the strength of the African diaspora will showcase U.S. investments in Cote d'Ivoire and strengthen cultural and economic ties between African communities, the global African diaspora, and the United States. And, uh,
3: yeah, I I think it's a great... great move by the by the u.s mike definitely i do also want to add to the fact that what i liked is that there's a lot of women in this delegation
0: good point if you do notice
3: the sport itself of football yes it's dominant by males but every african team when we're talking about Banyana Banyana, all these teams are really are really reputable when we're talking about world football from a female perspective so i like the fact that they included women and it also creates that link and it's also going to highlight how important this sport is and how much growth there is. Is especially when we're talking about women's football. At the last World Cup, we saw Banyana Banyana do well. We saw the Moroccan team do well. All these developments lead to the growth of football in Africa for the men and for the women. That's really exciting.
0: In fact, uh, one of the women who was traveling to Ivory Coast, uh, Mike mentioned her name, Crystal Dunn. Uh, she plays for the U.S. Women's National Team. She was actually based right here in the Washington mm-hmm. area for a few years with the Washington Spirit in the National Women's Soccer League. And again, maybe uh, she can do some recruiting over there to get some of these African women to the NWSL.
3: Sonny, such uh, such incidences, they they don't happen in a capsule. They don't happen in isolation this event has to lead to something more um as as the title itself it says people to people ties this shows that they're looking for more development they're looking to strengthen the relationship uh, beyond politics but especially leading into that sport This can only lead to more African uh, participation when we're talking about American uh, soccer, uh, the same, and vice versa. I can only hope that we will see maybe more Americans playing in African leagues. I want to see that linkage. I want to see that development. I want to see a cross growth. I want to see more African players playing in the MLS. I want to see more African women playing in American leagues. I want to see vice versa, American players now being able to uh, play on the continent. Mm. It shouldn't just be a ball. For example, I like that principle that they have. Having an American player, someone who's seasoned, someone who's doing well, going to play in Africa, showing how the sport can grow. This should also apply to the world's biggest sport. Football, soccer should happen.
0: Well, Mike, as we speak, we're uh, just over 48 hours away from the opening match in Abidjan. Let's take a quick look at the six groups Mm -hmm. uh, in Ivory Coast. Group A, Ivory Coast, Nigeria, Equatorial Guinea and Guinea-Bissau.
3: I like the Elephants to top that group, Mike. Definitely. Uh, It's going to be interesting. Once again, it goes back to that competition. Whoever wins that fixture between the Elephants and the Dominant Topal Lions... Definitely will be emerging on Super top of Eagles. Group. Uh, Super Eagles. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I put Cameroon in that group. The Super Eagles, uh, Ivory Coast uh, and Nigeria, whoever emerges Victoria, uh, victorious uh, between those two, definitely. Uh, I, I'm putting those two going through.
0: And I probably would have Nigeria topping the group, except. Based on their recent kind of spate of injuries
3: they've been having. It's it's really, Nigeria has not been uh, putting up the performances we ex- we've been expecting. Uh, the injuries I can only see not helping as much. Um, however, I still think they've got enough star power to, at the very least, I'll get them through the groups. Group B,
0: Egypt, Ghana, Cape Verde, and Mozambique. Seven-time
3: champions. Of course. The pharaohs of Egypt. Mm-hmm. I got to go
0: with them to top group B, oh, Mike.
3: I definitely am having Egypt. I'm having them fly out of that group. <laughs> um, I think they, they'll be joined by the Black Stars out of that. But definitely, I have Egypt topping that group.
0: And let's move to group C. One of the toughest groups. And we can come back to Gambia, Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh at the top, we have the Lions of Taranga, the reigning uh, African champions.
3: Senegal.
0: Another pride of lions, the indomitable lions of Cameroon, mm-hmm. also in that group. Guinea and Gambia. Now, Gambia maybe going to be the sentimental uh, pick for some people. Mike.
3: Ah, uh, I can only hope. I mean, here's the thing. You know, listen, there is sentiment to it, but those lions in that group are going to be <laughs> roaring out of that group, Sonny. Um, those lions have both AFCON history. They both have played. Uh, they all have stars that are definitely looking to prove a point. We go back to Andre Onana. Ha- as much as it's very questionable as to why he would want to play back-to-back games, for me, that shows the commitment that he has towards Cameroon to make sure that he makes the squad, to make sure that he's able to play. All of that leads to one thing them wanting to win AFCON, the hunger to want to win AFCON. Uh, Same thing uh, with Senegal. Senegal, uh, just a couple of days ago, Sadio Mane did an interview where he he acknowledged how tough the group is. Mm. But they're still hungry to do a back-to-back. So it's going to be really interesting. Gambia, once again, with these developments, it's really going to be intriguing to see where they fare in that group. Uh, however, I, I really don't see them making it through. But once again, like Kali said the other day, football is round for Anything a reason. can happen. Anything can happen.
0: Mike, I love the nicknames in African football. And isn't it possible a scorpion could sting could a lion? It could sting a lion. <laughs> That's the interesting part. <laughs> but like you said, we'll have to wait and see and uh... – there, you know, I, I think we will see a few upsets in the opening round. Of
3: course, of course, definitely. I mean, once again, that's why I liked the examples that Kali used. If we looked at the World Cup, we, who had Saudi Arabia beating Argentina?
0: Exactly, exactly. Um, but at
3: the same time, you also saw Argentina go from losing to Saudi Arabia to winning the World Cup. Um, the beauty of football as a sport it makes sense sometimes why it's the most viewed uh, sport in the world that's those beautiful stories that you look at where you say oh my god how does a gambia for example be ruled out and all of a sudden beat the the top group and mm. it, it's the beauty the beautiful stories that come out of these these momentous moments where the the giant loses david Dumps the giant, (laughs) vice versa. All these beautiful stories happen in football.
0: Beautiful stories surrounding the beautiful game. Group D Algeria, Burkina Faso, Mauritania. And Angola.
3: I definitely have Algeria topping that group. Riyad Mahrez. I, I I was having this conversation with Kali the other day. He is the untold, the unsung hero of mm. this tournament. Uh, we're all focusing on a Victor Orsimen, Mohamed Salah. Riyad Mahrez is definitely one player that's I I believe is looking to make a statement. I I actually have uh, Algeria as the dark horse of the tournament. I think okay. Riyad Mahrez might just make a statement and 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 pull the team through. Okay, quickly, Mike. Group E,
0: Tunisia. Mali, South Africa, and Namibia.
3: This is going to be an interesting one. Um, uh, Tunisia obviously, I think, are the the strongest in the group. uh, But it's going to be intriguing to see if Bafana Bafana have it in them to be able to pull it through and change history. Uh, They haven't played well in an AFCON tournament or any tournament, Mm. in a very long time. So it's going to be interesting. But once again, it goes back to what I said the other day. Their team is really strong with Mamelodi Sundowns players. Mamelodi Sundowns just did extremely well from a local perspective. So it's going to be intriguing to see what happens and who comes out of that group.
0: Finally, Group F, another pride of life. Lions, the Atlas Lions of Morocco, DR Congo, Zambia and Tanzania.
3: Now, it's going to be a toss-off. I'm intrigued to see who's going through, but I know the Lions are going to be roaring out of that group. <laughs> the Atlas Lions have to make it out of that group. But I'm really intrigued to see how Chipolo Polo is going to be doing in that group, if they're going to be making it out of the group. If Zambia can make it out with the Atlas Lions, that would be interesting. Uh, but it's also interesting to see DR Congo. They're also a really strong team. So that group is going to be intriguing. Talking AFCON with VOA's Mike Hove. Thank you, Mike appreciate it sunny go ahead mike and we're going to be meeting again ladies and gentlemen next week we're going to be kicking it together yes
0: we will and mike will probably be back here on friday more afcon news the nigeria football supporters club in ivory coast says it will be cheering loudly for the country's national team the super eagles during the tournament iron mike and asked the club spokesman akande isiaka about preparations by the Nigeria supporters.
1: We are fully prepared. The Nigeria football supporters are prepared, technically, physically, morally, starting from the staff, the executive. We are doing this assignment daily, and we are making sure we are giving each other updates because we have several teams who are working in different angles making sure everything is really set, for us to have a very good image of this tournament. This is uh, a the a confirmed truth. I must confess to you, we are very much ready than the world ready, like I always tell my teammates. Nigeria first, because we, have to, we want to give a, a good image of Nigerians. You know, we have to support them, give them what it needs for them to be able to see that support so that the boys on the field will be motivated with everything we are trying to put in place for them to know that this tournament we are really with them so in a short form we are very very much ready to support the Super Eagles to get them winning the African tournament have the supporters club made efforts to mobilize or reach out to Nigerians living in Côte d'Ivoire to come out and support the Super Eagles in their games? On mobilizing our people, we have made so many efforts, so many plans have been done so far, uh, which I think uh, is giving us the good answer we are expecting from uh, uh, what we will call mobilizing Nigerians for this support. You know, what we need is harmony. What we need now is to be together, form a formidable team that will give us the good image of this AFCON. You know, uh, I I must confirm this to you, there are several people who are Nigerians who also want to support their national team, especially their country, because they are proud of their country. So we see those ones, we approach them, we talk to them, we bring them together to form a very good force in which this Afcon will give us the best image, uh, that it will be the best of its kind. Because we have we have done this assignment and the things are going on up to the moment we are talking to you. We are still continue bringing our people together, mobilising them so that when the national team arrive in Ivory Coast they will see this and they will be convinced to give us the best of them also. Nigeria is in the same group with host Cote d'Ivoire. Do you think the Super Eagles can qualify from their group, given the massive home support the Ivorians will receive from their fans? Yes, definitely, of course, the Super Eagles will come out from this group. Yes, we are playing with the host. Despite the fact that the host is in the play with us, doesn't mean that we are not going to get out of the game. We are, at least, I can even tell you, if not that, we will be I'm boosting. The Super League will be the top of the, of the group, in that group. Uh, being old doesn't mean they can intimidate us. No, we are going to play our game. Because I told you earlier, we have a formidable team. This team, if the boys are ready to battle on the field, to give the best out of them in this tournament. Talking of the top, we are even talking about the trophy. Hey, like the question you are asking me, me, I'm seeing the trophy already. I'm not talking about being top or how, how lucky are We know No, I'm talking about the trophy and then the trophy is going to be yours. That's it. So definitely, like the question you asked, Nigeria is going to make their way out of that pool.
0: That's Akande Isiaka, a spokesman for the Nigeria Football Supporters Club in Ivory Coast. And he spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Abidjan. And that wraps up the January 11th edition of the show. Thanks to producer David Vandy. Thanks also to engineer Saida Hamdoun, And thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny Side of Sports. I get it.